The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rowley Sussex. It's that time of the day, the ABC's Word Wizard, Rowley Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here willing and able to talk with you about words, language and linguistics. And Rowley, if I was an ornithorhynchus and I was escaping examination from a human, I might decide to dive into the water. Ah. You might say I dove into the water, but did I ever doved into the water? No. Can I be doving into the water or only diving into the water? You have a choice. Okay. Hello. Okay. Uh, Dove is is American. Right. Um, And uh, these are, they're called strong verbs because they change the vowel. All right, so like shoot, shot and so on. Uh, Most of the verbs in English go ED or have a T sound at the end and they're called weak verbs. And all new verbs are weak verbs. Um, if we, if you and I agreed that we'd have a, a moon, a moon vehicle which would go up and down on the moon, and the name for that would be Grunch, then yesterday it Grunched, right? It, it, that's clearly so. Dove is old, and America has kept some of the older ones. They also say spit for past tense. Yesterday I spit on the ground rather than spat, and they have yesterday. No, last year my coat fit me rather well for fitted. Hmm. So that for us, fitted is a weak verb. It goes ed. For Americans, it's a strong verb. It doesn't. So there are important differences between them and us. And actually, verbs are fun. Okay. Because verbs are partly doing things, but some of them, like own, hmm. aren't really owning. They're sort of states. Yeah, I was trying to explain uh, verbs to my seven-year-old, and I hmm. rapidly realised that I'd almost reached peak literacy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you've you've made it clear that it's not as clear as I thought it was, because I had begun down the path of, oh, well, a verb, verb is a doing word, and a noun is something you can put in your pocket, and I got stumped pretty swiftly. Can you put a theory in your pocket? Mm-hmm. Theoretically. Rolling. Yes. A verb is a doing word mm. and a state of a state verb, yes, like owning or you know, possessing or even standing where you're not really doing anything. Okay. Um, and verbs can have tense, so they can be past, present and future, whereas nouns can't. Right. The only thing nouns can be is singular or plural. Right. So that's, that's one way of separating them. Mm-hmm. But verbs in English are really quite a, a dog's dinner because they've grown up over time. Sometimes we've, we've borrowed and changed things around. And there are some changes which are underway at the moment. I heard a number of people say coronate, for example. Oh, in relation to the coronation? Yes. Coronate. Yes. Oh. What, is, what do you say? To crown. Oh. You crown the king. Oh. So the, the, this is interesting. The they word are, crown. They are making it difficult for us, though, are right. they? All right. And I wasn't actually trying to make a little sort of minefield. But never mind. <laughs> All right. The word, the word crown entered English about 1066, which was the date of the Battle of Hastings. Because the kings had crowns. Right. And you, you know, presumably put it on their heads. But the word coronation didn't arrive until about 1360-something, quite a bit later, from French, although even the, the modern French word is couronnement, but never mind. And then people looked at coronation and said, hang on, there's an Asian word um, like aberration and so on, and there are lots and lots of these. Um, there ought to be a verb that it comes from. Yes. So they invented coronate. Yes. And these are called back formations. Oh, right. And we've got hundreds of them in English. For example, surveillance gives you a new verb to surveil. Hmm. Right? And that was never in the dictionary. 
Um, edit. We borrowed edit from the French as editeur, which actually means a publisher in French. And then we looked at editor and think, hang on, it's got an OR on the end. Chop that off. There's going to be a new, there has to be a verb there somewhere. So we invented to edit and gave it a new meaning as well, meaning to polish up prose rather than to actually publish it. So English has been mucking around with forms and things and coronate, I'm afraid, is really not proper English at the moment. And I'm going to watch the BBC to see if they do it. Oh, well, that'll be fun. Uh, Coronating, I presume, is also therefore not a word. Can't talk. Coronating. Dreadful. dreadful. Nope, don't do it. Right. Good. Excellent. Note. uh, Noted. Anne at Rockhampton, Rolly, has a question for you, I believe. Anne, hello. Oh, hello, Kat. Hello, Hello, Rolly. Hi. Um, Oh, I've been dying to ask this question for such a long time. Oh, great. Um, Many years ago when I worked for a vet and I was a teenager, uh, if a dog needed to be put to sleep, it was euthanised. But now everything is euthanised. Okay. So I'm... Yeah, the correct form is in fact euthanise. Um, and it's with a Z in America and with an <laughs> an S in Britain. Um, and the fact that some people say euthanase is because the noun is euthanasia. Yes. And so they think, oh, wait a moment, there's an A in there, so that must be the verb as well. It's a bit like coronate and coronation and things. Um, oh, okay. They, they get infected one from the other. But according to the dictionaries, euthanase is the only one that is recognised. But euthanase oh. you will hear very frequently. I'd have thought they're probably about 50-50 at the moment. And a lot oh, of people, okay. including some vets, will say euthanase rather than euthanise. Mm, yes. Okay, well, that cleared that up. Thanks very yep. much. And it gives us another nice example of nouns and verbs falling over each other's feet. Excellent. Please mm. do go on. I bet you have I got plenty. Um, yeah, so the, 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 there are forms which are currently in play, and one of these is swim, swam, swum. Oh, Yes. I I swim every day. Yesterday I swam across the river and I have swum in the lake. Now the swim, swam, swum, spring, sprang, sprung thing, we're losing the middle one with the A. So people are starting to say I swam across the river rather than I swam. I swam across the river. And I sung a song rather than I sang a song. Mm -hmm. And so three terms, you know, a more complicated version, is ending up with just two, swim, swum, swum. And uh, this is a general pattern of English. It loses inflections. It loses complications of, of that sort of grammar. It's called morphology. But we gain enormously in f- things like phrases. Um, for example, the word get. I was told at school that get is a bad little word. It shows that you've got unimaginative vocabulary. Look for something longer, basically French. There are no fewer than 66 phrases with get in the dictionary. Yeah. Get, get across, get in, get, get, get over. over, get through, you know. And get through is not only moving yourself through an object, but also surviving something. Yeah. Now get, I'm going to get through this. Get going. Get going, yeah. They, they have lots and lots and lots of meanings. And, in fact, the, the top 25 verbs in English, with one exception, they're all single syllable. Hmm. And the exception is become. And that comes in at 25. And they're all Germanic. In other words, they come from the bit of English that came from the roots of the language, not borrowed from French or Latin or Greek or anything else. And you get things like, well, be and have and do, of course, but also things like say and make and think and take and come. They're very, very common. And when you start looking particularly at have and be, or rather be and have, they are called auxiliaries because you use them, I am swimming, 
right? Now, I am sad or I am a male. This is a different sort of am. That is called a copula. It means it joins the two ideas. But I am swimming. It's an auxiliary. And am and have, I have been swimming. I would have been swimming. Were I to have been swimming? Um, be and have are enormously complicated and uh, are used this way all the time. Now, the odd thing is about do, which comes in at number three. Because do, on the face of it, appears to mean accomplish an act. No, I'm going to do my homework. But do is actually terribly important in English because with an ordinary verb, if you want to make a question, you've got to use do. You don't say, in German, you'd say, du schreibst, you write, and schreibst du, same thing upside down, is do you write? So you just invert them and make a question. In English, you've got to say, do I write? And so this is called do support in grammar. Hmm. And you also use do support with negatives. You don't say, I not write, or I write not. You have to say, I don't write. I write not. I rather like that. You like, well, yes. And you, 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 you speak not, but you, never mind. Um, <laughs> and so do has got this enormous role with questions and negatives. And we need it very, very badly. The only time you don't use it is with a verb like be. You know, I am not. You can use that. Or with modals like I can not or I will not. And by the way, people ask me, why is it won't rather than willn't or something? And the answer is that around about the 16th century, will had a, a dialectal firm form wall. And so I wall not gave us won't. And it sort of persisted. And that's why you have shall, shan't, could, couldn't, and will, won't. English being piggy again. Rolly, I always get in trouble in my mind when I think about what I'm doing when I'm putting the laundry onto the line. And I still have laundry on the line that's been there since Friday because it won't stop raining. Mm -hmm. But I remember my mum telling me that it was okay to say uh, that you were going to hang out the washing. Yes. But but you never could say that you hung out the washing. You'd say no, that's all right. hanged. Yeah. I, I, hung I, is all right. Hung is fine. But hanged is what, what you do when you, when you uh, execute people. Okay, don't confuse the two then. Don't confuse the two. And, <laughs> and hung, drawn and quartered is in fact a mistake. It should be hanged, drawn and hanged, quartered. Hanged, drawn and quartered. Oh, yeah. But hanging in that sense is only to do with execution. Hanged is only to do with execution. Right. But they both have hangers at the start. So I'm going to hang the washing. This man, I, I will have to hang him. Okay. It's both hang, but then when it's the past tense, you they hang out the washing him, and you hanged him. Washing, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, good. Now, listen, Helen at Southport has been playing a spot of Scrabble. Oh, and her friend placed a word on the board mm -hmm. that got her a score of 84. So uh, Helen is clean for you to help her understand the significance of this word. And the word was snifting, Rolly. Hey. Snifting. S-N-I-F-T-I-N-G. Snifting. Mm. To sniffed. Um, it must be in the Chambers Dictionary if it's going to be allowed in Scrabble. Well. Um, <laughs> snifter is a small alcoholic drink or a glass that you drink it in. And uh, the word sniffed is dialect for snort. Now, snifting is presumably snorting dialectally. He, sni he was snifting in his drink. I, I, think, I think this is actually a bit of a margin. And I'm trying to work out how you'd get... 84 you. out of that in Scrabble, but never mind. Well, it could be a triple word score. It has to be a triple word score corner. for a start. Yes. And some of the letters have to fall on a triple letter score as well. 
And the one which would be lovely to have would be Syzygy, which is S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Oh, yes. But I think you only get two Ys in Scrabble, so it doesn't work. To Richard at Harvey Bay. Hello, Richard. What would you like to know? Good afternoon. But there's this new expression which Mm -hmm. has appeared recently, and I have not the first idea what it means, and that's double down. Ah, yeah, okay. Any idea? Double down. It comes from American English, um, and it means you... um, reaffirm a position that you've taken up. So someone's, you, you say, I believe X, and someone says, you are an absolute idiot, you know, I will take you to the court or whatever. And if you double down, you say, no, I really do believe in X. And, and that it, it has, I believe, a, an American games origin somewhere. Um, it used a lot in um, people having disagreements about things, uh, politicians having a position that they don't want to back off from. Because if you back off from it, it makes you look weak. Hmm. So double, doubling down is, is re, reaffirming or reasserting. Richard, thank you very much. To Chelma now and Martin. Hi, Martin. Hello, Cap. Hello, mm. Charlie. Uh, I, I do enjoy this segment and it got me thinking about words that are obscure. And I'm sure you've heard of these, but I won't go through all of them. I'm just looking at one of them. Bibble. Do you know that one? Dibble. Bibble, B-I-double-B-L-E. Bibble? Yeah. No, I know babble, but not bibble. Bibble, to eat or drink noisily. They're all doing this. Ah, that'll be related to bibulus. Um, Latin bibo, which means to drink, and so bibulus is someone who's rather inclined to bending the elbow. Impignorate. Where have you been picking up these? (laughs) That's to pledge or pawn. Say again. Impignorate. Yes, impignorate. Never yeah. heard it. Oh, all right. Okay. I shall chase it down. Ombamulate. They're all ending with A-T-E. They do too. To wander aimlessly. Yes. Um, it, it makes me think that there's probably a bamulation as well. Because after, <laughs> if, we have, if we have a coronation, we're going to have a bamulation. Quite, quite, quite. Uh, Fantastic words. And the A-T-E ending to, to a verb, I suppose. There are 618 of them in English. I mm. looked them up the other day. Mm. Loads and loads and loads and loads. And we could talk about do and have and get and take and these other little verbs which look as if they're innocent, but they're not. Thank you very much to Martin at Chelmer. Just briefly for Helen at Southport, one of our correspondents has suggested that, a, that snifting could be the snifting valve on a steam train rolling. There's a snifter... Uh, I have to check out. Steam trains, of course, are, are now historic interest. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. By the way, with verbs, I saw the other day someone was going to be a guest speaker and he said, I will be guest speaking for you next week. Uh-huh. So you can take a phrase, guest speaker, that's yes. a noun, yes. put ing on the end and make the whole thing into a verb. I will be guest speaking. How fantastic. Uh, Professor Rolly Sussex, hmm. concluding remarks on verbs or straight to your last word? Straight to the last word, I right. think. Right. Knowledge is power and power corrupts. So study hard and be evil. <laughs> Thank you very much, Professor. Ple- pleasure. pleasure and a privilege as ever. Professor Rowley Sussex, your word wizard, the ABC's Lord of Language. ABC.